They're back. Who, pray tell? Comic book men, bitches. Kevin, Walt, Brian, Mike, and me and give reality TV a pop culture facial. You'll meet celebs on the con circuit, find out how much geeky collectibles are worth, and laugh your ass off watching a bunch of best friends laugh their asses off. Season 3 of Comic Book Men, Sundays at midnight Eastern on AMC. Yeah, man, you need cans. No, you're fine. That's a great way to start off. Does Sean need cans? Do I need... Hello? Hello? How do you... I even know if I'm talking? You're... You got it. Okay. You nailed it, man. All right. Uh, welcome to Bag Deported. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm joined... Sean DePasquale. I'm joined by Sean DePasquale. And look, guys, I know what you're thinking. Nothing will ever top last week's episode where I interviewed the entire cast of Game of Thrones the entire cast of Breaking Bad, and the entire cast of the Three's Company spinoff. Mr. Roper's place? Was it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. See, I forgot already. It's been a busy week. It was a busy week. That was a great episode, though, man. I wasn't here for that, but I listened to it. It was awesome. I think the most impressive part about it was my ability to uh, get dead guests onto the show. Probably your, uh, highest downloaded. It's probably your highest downloaded episode, too, right? Oh, yeah, because the, uh, of the Game of Thrones and the Game Mr. Of Thrones Roper. And the fact that all the dead people from Mr. Roper. Yeah, you contacted the dead. In heaven, mm-hmm. were like, everybody listen to this podcast. Because in heaven, they only listen to uh, WTF and um, This American Life. That's all they like in heaven. WTF. They sure. love WTF. I mean, come on, everyone loves WTF. Uh, lock the gate. You got it, man. Oh, he knows it. Uh, b- boom! I just crapped my pants or whatever. We, yep, we we all that? listen to it. Yeah. That's it. Boom! I just crapped. We're doing a podcast. I'm sure we all know WTF and this American Life. Just because in heaven you have more time to be smart. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For sure. Uh, Helmut, stop, please. Let's see if that works. Huh, all right. Um, no, but we're back, man. So it's not. Look, it won't be as action packed as last week. But this week, I thought uh, we would talk about my Japan trip. Which I'm just returning to. If you are a new listener to the podcast, you're jumping in the deep end here. No, not really. If you're a new listener to the podcast, welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm your host, Shawnee Basquale, and I'm going to be interviewing my first guest, Matt Cohen, about hey, his trip to Japan. I feel like that works. I feel like that works. Welcome for, to the show, new listeners. Um, I'd be meaner <laughs> about it, but whatever. Um, no, so I went to Japan for almost two, almost two weeks, and I've been back in America for about a week, and I want to declare myself officially back. As of today, because it took me a week to get unjet lagged and stop dreaming in Japanese. Was it was it hard to acclimate back? Oh my god, dude! Harder. Let me ask you this: harder to acclimate back here than it was when you went over there. There was no acclimation process going over there, and we'll get into. I want to get into like a daily breakdown of my trip because I know people people have been asking. So let's start with day one. I mean, How but was just, the plane just ride? In, okay, let's start with day one. Uh, the plane ride from LAX to Narita Airport in Tokyo. Okay. Uh, there are two major airports, Narita and Haneda. I flew into Narita, which is about 45 minutes from Tokyo by train. Um, it's out in the middle of like rice fields and shit. It's kind of cool. So the flight is about 12 and a half hours going. Okay. 
which is the longest flight I've ever done. I did an eight-hour flight from New York to London when I was like 16, but I was really drunk, so I don't remember it at all. What was the plane like? Is it different from a... Yes. I've never okay. been on that, lo- all right. that long of an international Well, not flight. only is the plane different from a typical domestic flight, it is a new Boeing uh, Dreamliner, it's called. It's that plane that was... A, there was a big controversy in the last few years. They grounded them all because of faulty batteries. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? Mm-hmm. So they're back up and running now, and they Obviously. are fucking amazing. And here's why they're amazing. I flew United. I flew... Uh, Regular, like, regular class. I, I flew economy plus, so I got a little bit more leg room. It was, like, 50 bucks. Um, seats are pretty normal. You have a lot, like, but I realized maybe I'm 5'9". I'm not the tallest guy in the world. The most, le- more, like, leg room. In, if you were sitting down, you can't put your fucking, you can't lay out and sprawl your feet up. But if you're sitting in the chair, you can put your legs as far as they yeah, can but possibly go. What is, what go. is that like for such a long flight that you can't lay down? I would imagine that's uncomfortable. I don't know. Do you never go 12 hours during the day without laying down? I you get up and stretch a few times. I slept. A long, I slept a did, good majority slept. of the flight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look. I don't sleep on planes. Here, here's why that plane is good in particular. It is, it is meant to prevent jet lag. The entire point of the plane is meant to prevent jet lag because it's only for international flights. Okay. So here's the features. And you got um, One, all of the windows are on an electric electronic tint that the that you control in the window seat um so you can either make them fully translucent or fully opaque oh they're not the slidey deal no it's oh, a, that's you, cool. you press a button Neat. and and the window changes the tint it's fucking really cool that's awesome okay two it's a different pressure adjacent system so you never it keeps you pressurized at like a lower altitude so you never it, it helps with being jet lagged, and that's like a technical thing I won't understand. But everyone kept talking about it, like like your ears don't pop as much. Never, they never pop because it's like you're flying at a low altitude the entire flight. They pressurize the cabin. Planes do that because they just don't know to, and they're that's old. Awesome. These are the newest planes yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the windows they auto tint for the most part. Okay, here's the coolest part about the plane: the lighting system is on such a schedule that it mirrors what your day would have been like if you were still in Los Angeles. Gotcha. So by the time you land in the afternoon, you've already gone through a night cycle. Gotcha. And yeah. you feel like you've gone to sleep and woken up. Okay. So that's that, that helps. helps going yeah, there. Yeah, that so, helps going there. So I landed at about uh, 3 o'clock Japan time. I left... I, I lost a day going. I left at like noon on a Sunday and got to Japan at like 3 o'clock on a Monday. Okay. So I got immediately to Japan. Um, I took like a, a limo bus, they call it, which was not a limo bus. It's just a bus, uh, which made me really afraid to find out what the non-limo buses were like. From the airport to Tokyo, it took about an hour. First, okay, first off, let me give you, I'll, I'll try to, because I've been, I've had these thoughts in my mind for like a week now, and so this might be kind of a random, uh, rapid fire episode, but um, I, I am still struggling with quitting cigarettes, so I smoked cigarettes while I was on the trip. Soon as I got out of the airport, out of the, I went to go smoke a cigarette, yeah. and I noticed that there was like a cage, and I say cage because it is a fully enclosed, window-lined room outside, where everyone is smoking inside of it. Right. 
And I'm like, well, that's kind of odd, but one in room, and I went inside, and it was fucking disgusting in there, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. Let's, and, I imagine that's what it would be like growing up in, like, the 60s. Yeah. In every Everything building Everything was just ever. the most disgusting thing yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, You could watch Bad Men, and you're just like, God, got, imagine just being stuck really in quick. an office. So I smoked a couple cigarettes, I got on the limo bus, and then uh, immediately my first, like, big Japanese stereotype came true. Everyone was silent for an hour on this bus. No one no spoke. No one talks No on one spoke once. No one talks on public transportation in Japan. Well, at all. That's good. It, you I'd know rather what? that. It's so good that on my way I, back to the airport leaving, there were these two Chinese girls behind me who were like giggling every five seconds. I was really upset. Yeah. After a week of silence offend- on offended. public transportation, I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was like, we're trying to ride a fucking train here. Don't you know you're not allowed to talk at all? And then I started feeling like a dick. Like, oh, I probably talked the most. Well, comparatively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, our train ride in silence, and I'm dropped off in the middle of Shibuya, which is like that crazy part of Japan you've seen you see in movies, like Lost in Translation. That it looks like Times Square with all the billboards and that inter- the, the the busiest intersection in the world where there's like a billion people. You've seen that and stuff. Yep. I get dropped off there, and I have no idea where I'm going, which starts a trend in Japan. Now, I don't have any kind of internet yet, because I have a MiFi unit waiting for me at my hotel, which I rented for the trip, which saved my life, because everywhere I went, I had Wi-Fi. Yeah, but you don't have, like, a phone. You didn't change your phone plan or anything. I didn't need to. Okay. I put my phone on airplane mode and just used Wi-Fi the whole trip. I had Google Maps. I had Skype. Okay. I had FaceTime. And you carry around the Wi-Fi unit with you, but when you first get in Japan, you don't have it. I wasn't at the hotel yet. So I am now trying to find directions to a hotel I only know the name of in English. What hotel is it? It was like the Shibuya XL or something. Okay. So are you asking people how do I get to Shibuya XL? And I don't know how to say where it is. The words I go to Japan knowing are strange. I know how to say hello, good night, thank you. Um, And then I did Rosetta Stone for a while, and they they do it odd. So I know a lot of random vocabulary. I know how to say big white dog. But I don't know how to say where is, where is or right. or please. Right. I still don't know how to say please. Is there a please? There must be a please. I don't even know if there's a word for please in that language, which would make a lot of sense, but we'll get to that yeah. later. Um, so I'm walking around just saying the name of the hotel, and people are like, which starts another trend. People just start pointing like a human sundial. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll head in that direction. And then finally I saw a dude... And, like, he looked like my friend Andy Holton. Shout out to Andy Holton. He was wearing, like, a a purple Nike skater hat and, like, (laughs) a purple fucking sweater, hoodie, and, like, skate shoes. And I was like, all right, if anyone knows how to speak English, it's going to be this obviously wannabe American American kid. Yeah. So he knows where to get. He kind of knows how to get to the hotel. He doesn't speak great English. Right. But he physically walks me all the way to the hotel, which is, like, 10 minutes away. Okay. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool right nice. off the bat. Yeah, sure. His name is DJ Sat. He's a hip-hop DJ in Tokyo. I never... He hit me up on Facebook and was like, yeah. hey, Matt, how you do, bro? Come through my show tonight. And then I looked it up. It was like at a big fucking club. I didn't want to pay cover and shit. That's awesome. Regardless, nice guy. I get to my hotel. I check in. I go up to the room. I use a Japanese toilet. What's that like? It's a, Well, it's it sings great. sings to you. No, it did, none of them sang to me. Did it... Here were the features all on of them hole? have. No, they're all heated seats. Okay. They all have a bidet, and they all have what's called a spray wash, which is a butthole wash. Okay. That last feature is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's great. 
So much so that it was weird. My grandparents had a Japanese toilet. I'm going to get one. I would get my butthole washed every time well, I went here's over there. A, it's not even, and I hate to get really graphic. I'm going to say it real quick, and I haven't said it out loud since I've been it's back great. from Japan. Here's what's great about it. It's, it helps you go to the bathroom because it's kind of like an enema every time you need to use Absolutely. a toilet. Do you know it's what I mean? Fancy. Yeah. It's I've not the butthole it. washing. No, it's, it's the spray. And it's the, the spray that yeah, helps yeah. right in the butt because yep. you're like, uh-oh, it's time to go to the bathroom. Yep. And then there's always a weird moment if you're like, when you're trying to go to the bathroom while the stream is going and you're like, is it just going right back into my body? Who knows? <laughs> That's weird. Who knows? It's like a clean and wash for your, for your it, waist. It's weird. But it's, it helps prevent a lot of... Uh, a lot of problems, dude. A lot uh, of wiping. It, wiping is a serious issue is, in this it country. It is one, and, and then it, it, is, it is the like first example. It is the first example of a ongoing theme of Japanese efficiency. Yeah, that is incredible. Like ninety percent of the things, the way they do, Are you'd better. go like, "Oh, why the fuck don't we do that?" It'd be so. Yeah. It's so stupid that we don't do that. And yeah. I'll do a list later. Sure, but um. That dog is going to work on that crate, man. Nah, he's good, man. Uh, I get to the hotel. I, I uh, take a quick shower because I've been flying for like 13 fucking hours. Are the hours. Japanese showers cool? Same same kind of showers? Basic, none of them have showers mounted high up where they would be. They're, they're always down low, and then you have, to, you have to move them up to another hook. <laughs> they also always have clotheslines in the showers. This place would be great for me because I'm a short guy, so I feel like I would feel right at home. They, you know what? They weren't that, that Here, I'll Japanese. break a stereotype. They weren't that short? They were all my head. A little, maybe an inch shorter, maybe an inch taller. Well, that, but still, but that's great to be. They in a were world all where everyone's the same height. size yeah. as you is wonderful. Though some of the older women were particularly <laughs> tiny. Yeah, but like mostly everyone was like five eight, five nine, five ten. But that's great. Yeah, I would love to live in a world um, where everyone's five eight. <laughs> so I take a shower, I get dressed, I jump out. I'm going to meet my friend Ruby, who's a mutual friend of ours. Shout out to Ruby. Shout out to Ruby. Lay Young or at Ruby Rockets. Ruby Rockets. You might know her from her her cosplay career as Ruby Rockets. Did you know that? Yeah, I told you about that. I man. Know it. She was in like Maxim and shit. She's like a really famous cosplayer. She she did awesome black cats. Yeah, yeah. Um. So oh yeah, and she Sean's uh hairstylist. Hairstylist to the stars. Yeah, baby, she cut your hair. Or she, she cut your hair. You know her from her cosplay days. Either way. Either way. Or you hung out with her in Tokyo, which I did. So Ruby was leaving Japan. at the. Her last night in Japan was my first night in Japan. So she, I was like, hey, do you want to meet me at my hotel on Skype or Line, which is like a Japanese social media app, which you can make phone calls on, which helped me a lot. That's cool. She was like, nah, just come meet me outside of Shinjuku Station, which is like... Another major part of town. Right. I was like, all right, let's do it. I had the internet. Is it like a train station? It was, yeah, outside the train station. Okay. So I had to get on the train during rush hour and right. go somewhere. How was that? Within cool. an hour of being in Japan. Excuse me. Very cool. What was that like? Insane. I, I, uh, if you guys want to check out video components of this, I've been doing, I'm going to be doing video, short video Docs. Well, yeah, your Instagram also. If you each go back day through. of my trip, but I've cut them all together. So on my okay. YouTube page now, the first video is up. Great. If you go to YouTube, Camel Toad Productions, and you can actually see me getting on the train at rush hour. I filmed it. Cool. Uh, it's pretty intense, man. Like, there were a lot of the times I was just, I had to be like, it's you or me getting on this fucking train, and I'm going to get on this train and just barrel through human beings. That's what they do, though, right? Everyone they physically, just, like, rushes. And, after, and then the train attendants physically push people onto the train to pack as many in. That's awesome. They come by with their little white gloves and their uniform. And they, like, push you and in. And they shove the trains full. That's and they just close the doors, and you're just in it, man. 
Wow. The worst part is trying to get... How do you get, get off? That's what I was just going to say. That's the toughest yeah. part, is you just have to push You should be people. like, I got to go, I got to go. You, you don't Do they talk? It? No. They don't. They, they don't talk. Push. They just push. That would make me mad if people just started pushing at me and didn't say excuse me. It, you, you're either that part... You were me. part of the flow. You were one of the ones pushing, too. I guess. Yeah. So, and it was understood. Like you, when a train will get near a station, people would get up out of their seats or they would move towards an exit and start priming themselves for the best exit strategy. Because also people are trying to push into the train. No. People are very good about everyone gets off the train first and then they everyone. push oh, in. Oh, well, that's good. That's better and than And also, here. it's not like the trains are automatic, automated. There's an attendant. Well, yeah, someone's watching to make sure They're that everyone's They're not going to start a train sure. if someone's hanging off, but they care more about the punctuality of the trains than they do about how many people get on them. Yeah. So if you're a second late, tough fucking shit. Sure. And I saw that happen a lot. Like, groups of friends would get split up mm. because someone would be on the train. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, train was insane. I got to Shinjuku. I met Ruby. Um, she had been there for a week or two weeks even, so she knew she knew what to do, basically. And she was like, all right, we're going to go get food and a drink. And I was like, all right, let's go do that. She brings me to this little restaurant, like, downstairs. Menu's all in Japanese. Everyone only speaks Japanese for the most part. They might know, like... A couple English words. People at the train stations were much better. Every time... I used to be... I had an app that was great. I would basically say, like, here's where I am. Here's where I want to go. Here's what time I want to leave. And it would tell me exactly where to go down to the track. What app was it? Hyperdia. But it only works in Japan. Okay. It's for American people, English speakers in Japan. In Japan. Okay. Trying to get on the train. Um, but the, tr- stain, the, the train station agents were really good where if you just walked up to them and said... For instance, I had to get to, uh, let's say I had to go from Shinbui to Shinjuku. I would just walk up to a guy and go, Shinju, first I would say, Sumimasen, which means like, excuse me, or I'm sorry. I said that word every five seconds, all day, every day, the entire just, time I was there. Say it again? Sumimasen. Sumimasen. So much so that when I got back to America, you my second sumimasen? day here, I was at 7-Eleven, I bumped into an old lady, and I was like, ah, oh, Sumimasen. And she went, What? You're like, sorry, I'm Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand your American culture. I don't understand yeah. your cultures. I am a Japanese man. Um, so I would go, Sumimasen, uh, Shinjuku, and the, and the guy at the station would go, uh, hi, uh, number four, meaning oh, like, so he would say to you, go to track train. four. Yeah, yeah. And or it was track, great. Right. Or if you asked them how much money, you would go, how much money, they'd bring out a little calculator and they'd show you the exact yen you had to put in a machine. Okay. And it would give you your ticket cool. and then... So, but in like a restaurant scenario, nothing, no nothing. one speaks English. No fucking they, English. But they have to immediately identify you as an American. Yes, absolutely. Do they treat you differently? How do I tr- know? Well, you know. I, I mean, you can watch their demeanor no, they with don't. others. In fact, that's an interesting point you bring up. And it, it plays even more so at like convenience stores and sure. stores. They make no distinction. No distinction. In okay. fact, when I walk up to someone and I'm like, Kunichiwa. They just go like, oh, he must speak fluent, so perfect like, Japanese. <laughs> and I just kept going. I would just go, hi, hi. So, okay, this is going to be offensive, but you do your gibber. This is the average transaction for me at a convenience store, and you're going to be the gibberish I'll part. I'll be the gibberish part. And okay. I'm going to give you the English translation of what I'm saying to them. Okay. During the gibberish. So I'm the, I'm the, yes. I'm the person. I walk up to the counter with like a couple sodas and a bag of chips, and I, I push it to you. I go, konnichiwa. Start gibberish. And I'm just like... Yes. 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 Stop talking. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> That's it. And then you'd hand them money? And then I'd give them the money. <coughs> That's all I would do. change? Yes. And then I would go, uh, which means like, thank you for just helping me. And I, they would say the same and I would walk out. So as wow. far as these people know, you I understood them. I understood. And that was, I didn't want to make people feel weird. So every time some, every time I'd ask for some directions and they'd go off in Japanese, I go, well, this is a wasted transaction. Yeah. I'm just going to ask someone else in a minute, but I'm not going to stop this guy and be like, look, asshole, I don't speak your fucking language. Clearly I'm all not right. Japanese. Clearly I'm from a uh, better place where we speak English. <laughs> no, I, I, I would go like, yes, yes. Yes. And then they would walk yes. away. And then they'd walk away. They feel like they helped you. And I would ask the next person I saw. <laughs> now, that also, the problem with this was that would change if I got drunk or if I got tired or if I got frustrated. Right. My grasp of the few words I know, I would lose. So, arigato gaizamash means like thank you very much. But if it was like late at night or I was drunk and someone just did like a five minute. Yeah. Japanese speech at me. Yeah, I would go like aga maga ga, baba. You would just make. Noises. I would just say gibberish, dude. <laughs> like, and I didn't mean to on purpose, but I just couldn't. Re- you know, That's funny. The yeah. other thing I would do is I would say wrong words a lot. So I would, if I was late at night or if I was tired, they, they I would say kunichiwa, which means hello as thank you. So, like, I'd go to a pachinko arcade, and I'd be like, uh, and he would help me get a seat, and I would go, hello! <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And no one ever called me on it. There, no, was, they, a, they were just... there was a lot of times I accidentally said konnichiwa instead of different words, usually for thank you. So there were a lot of times where someone would be like, all right, thank you, and I would go, hello! And they wouldn't, but they don't, like, look at you like, look at this fucking no, rude. No, no, no. Because they're much more polite than that. They just, like, nod and walk yes. away. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I also realized... A week after my trip. I wonder back. if they go home one later the and they're like, I've you'll never saying, believe this one fucking One of the words I've been tonight. saying the most was sugoi, which means like, really cool. So if I saw something I'd like, I'd go like, sugoi. I was even doing it by myself. Right, right. Because like, that was the weird part. Walking around Japan by myself, I would start to think a little bit in Japanese. Uh-huh. where I would repeat Japanese words in my head. Then I got back from Japan and I realized girls say sugoi, boys say sugay. So that's why every time I saw so- I called something cool, people would start laughing at me. Because you were just I was saying like the, the feminine, feminine version. I was saying the feminine <laughs> version <laughs> the entire trip. Like every time I called something cool. And people would laugh? They would laugh and I thought they were laughing because a white guy was saying cool in Japanese. But they were just laughing because you were using the wrong cool. Because I'm a girl. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so me and Ruby got, uh, we ate. I didn't order anything because I have weird food phobias to begin with. So you didn't eat? On the trip? Hardly. You know what? Let's not do it day by day because that's a tough breakdown. But... Because it keeps leading into other branches, and well, I'd sure. rather just go scatter fire. Eating on the trip was a big problem for me. Yeah. Because I don't eat seafood at Well, all. I don't eat anything that's not... You have the same... I'm, 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 I eat burgers and grilled cheese. Yeah, I like so, pizza. Like, I'm super limited. So I like ramen, which I got once, and it was a really intimidating, well, that's scary... Well, it's a different... It's not even the same. It's not like you can go over there and get, like, you know, Americanized ramen No, or but you sushi. can get McDonald's. How was that? It was great. It was I, ate it, I ate it a lot, but here's the problem. And this is where I fucked up. On the first, on the second day, I have, like, have not eaten anything. And I was like, I'm in Japan. I'm not going to go to a fucking McDonald's. I'm not that American asshole who flies around the world to eat a McDonald's. And then I was like, yeah, I need to eat food. <laughs> so, and that's kind of food. So I walk into a McDonald's and <coughs> brightly displayed all over the restaurant is this new sandwich they have which looks to be a mac and cheese croquet on a bun with cheese and lettuce. 
and I've heard about this on the that internet. That sounds good. And I was like, that looks really fucking yeah. good. And at least I'm not in Japan getting a Big Mac. I'm trying something, something you can only get in Japan. Yeah. So I point to it and I order one and I eat it and it's fucking delicious. It's amazing. The best fast food sandwich I've ever had. It's really good. I ate it six, maybe four times in my two weeks in Japan. What is it? It's just like macaroni and cheese on a bun? Mac and cheese croquet. So it's oh, breaded mac and cheese. Breaded. Oh, so okay. Good. So on my last day, about an hour before I leave for the airport, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to McDonald's one last time and get another, one last of those mac and cheese things. Yeah. Now, I'm in the only McDonald's apparently that has English signs in Japan now. Because I go to order my mac and cheese thing, and I look at it, and it says, like, delicious mac and cheese shrimp croquet. Oh, delicious shrimp no. in every bite. I don't eat seafood. Oh, so, no. so So I'm now standing in the middle of a McDonald's in line, oh. and my world is broken. I'm, Dude, I got dizzy. You have radiation now. You're going to die. I got dizzy. And I, I, got, I, got, I got so fucking mad at myself and at Japan. It didn't taste like fish? No, it tasted like mac and cheese croquet. And everyone says, dude, if it tasted good, what does it matter if there was shrimp in it? I go, because you don't understand how my brain works. Uh, yeah, that's gross, though. I hate shrimp. So, what if you were allergic to shrimp? You would have instantly died. Well, there was a lot of that. You can't. I never knew what I was eating <laughs> unless I ate something specific. Unless I, even the bag Did of chips. Did you ever try like a, a hamburger there? Yeah, multiple ones. At it, McDonald's? Not at McDonald's. I mean, well, cut to the end of that story. So now I'm standing in the line yeah, yeah. like my world has just been ripped out for me. And, I, and I'm like the next one up. And she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, I don't want a quarter pounder with cheese. I fucking ate my sadness burger. But it was just a normal yeah, yeah. quarter pounder. They had different fast food chains. That, uh, Japanese fast food chains that I went to. Ooh, what are those like? For burgers. And there's video. there will be videos of my burgers and my taste test. Okay. Uh, Moss Burger, which is their most famous one. M-O-S Burger. Okay. Uh, it was really good. It was just a... It, hamburger? Yeah, but the burgers there comparable are... They're like, like Wendy's, steak Burger, burger. No, comparable to nothing in to America. Nothing. Okay. Um, and they always have this different kind of sauce that they, only they do there. And it's kind of teriyaki saucy. Sure. But it's good, and then fries. I went, yeah, normal fries. Normal fries. Soda choices are different and limited. Yeah, you can't get like Coke. And you get Coke. It. You can get Sprite typically, but that's about it. Hmm. As far as American soda, one place had ginger ale, and made me really happy because cool. I love ginger ale. Do they have crazy Japanese sodas? Yeah, everything. Every. I mean, yeah, it's Japan. But like, like crazy okay. flavors, so, or is yeah. it just like a Japanese no. equivalent of Coke? No, like, and that's the other like thing fish too. Fish flavored soda. Not fish flavored, but. And an infinite amount of beverages and foods. So, like, the other big thing in Japan is, and um, I'll we jump. should say, speaking of beverages, I'm drinking a canned he is drinking Japanese a Hawaiian Hawaiian coffee, coffee right now, which is really, really good. And I would just have drank drank these. The a vending time. machine things. I never saw used panties. I never Ooh. saw sex toys. Ooh. Um, I never saw beer. In the vending machine? Only in the hotels. Pizza, though, right? Cigarette. Pizza in a vending machine? I saw a couple food vending machines. I saw a bread one, (laughs) bread in a can, in a park. That's awesome. I took a picture of it. I saw a couple hot food ones, but I didn't eat out of any of them. What there is is, I'm going to say every 20 feet in all of Japan, regardless if you're in fucking the heart of Tokyo or a little suburb I was in one night in the middle of Kanagawa, there are vending machines every 20 feet that are open 24 hours a day. And in them are typically, it's usually a bank of three vending machines, and you've got one that's all coffee drinks, one that's all sodas, 
and one that's all waters and sport drink juice kind of things. Okay. So they don't have like Dorito vending machine style, like with like candy and chips. They and do, shit. but they are a lot less frequent. It's mostly drinks. Ninety eight percent beverages in those vending machines and soft beverages and except right. for the soda. I have yeah, coffee, yeah. if you will. Um and they're amazing. And I, I, I use them a lot. Every a dollar? Every twenty or minutes. Like what's the equivalent? A dollar twenty. All right, that's not at most maybe like a dollar fifty for something really cool. Sure, you know what I mean. Which is not that's that's about right. All the cans are typically way tinier than the states, though, oh, like half the size. So it is about double so, the price. So it's double the price. But yeah. the range of beverages are incredible, right? Because you can get any type. Of I was juice, drinking any type. Co- of I was drinking this little Boss Coffee is like Suntory uh, mm-hmm. for relaxing times. Yes, Suntory relaxing times, times yeah. is an actual company. Um, they make a brand of coffee, canned coffee, called Boss Coffee. That's awesome. The spokesman is Tommy Lee Jones. Of course. He's on every vending machine in Japan. Just a picture of angry-looking Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. And it says Boss. Fuck yeah. And like, on like 90% of the vending machines was Tommy Lee Jones. Love it. He's a spokesman. And they make little canned... Did you ever draw on half his face to make him two-faced? No, I, there's no vandalism. I didn't see a single... No graffiti in Japan? No, nothing. No litter, really? no graffiti, no nothing. Interesting. Yeah, of course not. And they don't. No crime. They don't break the rules, man. No. Like, unless unless you really break the rules. Do you watch Japanese and then news at all while you're there? I watched all Japanese television only. Do you ever was... watch the news channel? Do yeah. they report on like crazy crimes or the no? Fuck, do I know? I mean, were they showing pictures of like like here? You could turn on and the the news on mute. Well, I had you could see murder. Sh- and quick shout out. I, I was lucky enough to know a couple <laughs> people who lived in Tokyo, and that's uh, Johnny and Shank from the Get Faded Got Faded Japan podcast. There you go. And I hung out with them a bunch, and they that really... sounds like drug related. It's not drug related. Get faded. Well, they talk about like faded. drinking, and they, yeah. they they're big boozers, and they oh, talk about like crazy news in Japan for Amer- for English people. It's a funny podcast. But is it? So I was on an episode. But is there of like it. violence in the news? The big news story while I was there is that a man like stabbed a girl to death, and he was on trial. But the murder happened six years ago. <laughs> so like, yeah. they don't have That's murder. Crazy. They don't have murders. They don't have. We would not be hearing in America about a stabbing case from six years ago. He, like, stalked a schoolgirl. It was actually kind of a crazy case. but oh, like, it was, like, a specific... Okay. Or another big one was, like, a club violated the Footloose Law. The Footloose Law is you're not allowed to dance? You're not allowed to dance in... To dance. You're not allowed to... Today, Junior! You're not allowed to dance in Japan in a public, like, club or bar after midnight. They don't call it the Footloose Law, though. No, but all the gaijin refer to it as that. It is... You know what it sounds like the equivalent of... You can't be a barber and eat garlic on a Wednesday in right. Kentucky, yeah. except they enforce everything that was ever made a law over there. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't. It's like some ancient law that like shouldn't even be on the books, but they're still enforcing like, it. Like the like the American drug laws. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, sure. The Rockefeller laws, or any of like the random laws that you hear about. But they like... don't enforce those. They still enforce the Rockefeller laws over there. Here. I'm oh saying. no, here. Yeah, yeah. Rockefeller being the drug laws. Yeah, of course. Um, but no, they don't enforce like you can't have a camel on a skateboard. Right. If you're a doctor on Tuesday, on yeah, Tuesday yeah. in yeah. in Tulupa, w- women on Wednesdays can't wear their socks below their knees. Like, what? That one I actually believe in. I, I think well, women should. I have mean, a I don't think more, women should ever wear. I think women should have a little more decorum. I don't need to be seeing ankles, ladies. I hate ankles. You'll get me all sex crazed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know? Do you know what country is it? Fuck! They just made that table. Do you know what I'm talking about? <sighs> what table? It's a table. They. Is it a- 
with yes, wi- women, women's wi- women's legs, <clears throat> so people wouldn't. It's a table that covers the woman's legs. Yes, yes. Uh, fuck, where is that from? Is yes. it is like, it an Arabian country? Uh, might be an Asian country. I don't know. I'd have to Google it real quick. But yes, I do remember that story. But the basic, I mean, like, look, let's not get political. But the basic theory of a burqa is that, like, if you as a man see any amount of female flesh, you're just gonna get super rapey. Which is, I don't think necessarily the truth. It's not not true. I'm on the internet all day long. It's not 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 true. Hey, stop it. Not 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 true makes it true. Exactly. Um. So anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about well, we were talking about food, and then we got sidetracked. How do we get sidetracked to flesh? To flesh showing skin. Oh no, the rules. Well, we're talking about laws. laws. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Johnny and Shank from Got Faded Japan, um. We're pretty crucial in helping me get set up over there. And I don't know why the fuck I just brought them up. Uh, because you were talking about eating in the vending machines and you were talking about how, like, you you started to qualify by saying, Oh, that you Japanese had some news? Over there. Well, yeah, I was asking you about TV and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, they're the ones who told me. Oh, okay. Told you about okay, good shit. Good shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, but. But mostly the TV was just like. Anime? Every no. Every show are those shows you see clips of where it's like a variety news show, but the anchor is always in a little bubble on the bottom left of the screen. Sure. So they show him clips and you watch his face reacting to them. Okay. And every show they're like way over the top. <clears throat> yeah. Like they if they see like a dog, everyone in the audience like, goes oh. like, Whoa. <laughs> and you see the host do it. Interesting. It's either that or like what seem to be like news shows. Where, like, a guy is interviewing a family and what looks like their new house, but then I'll be watching it for 40 minutes and realize it's an infomercial. That happened every night. No LA Law equivalents? They don't look like you didn't see anything that looked like scripted. They like, had one cool dramatic sh- programming. They had one cool show that they showed trailers for, and so much so that I watched it once I got back to the States, and it's really cool. And it, incidentally, it's the one Japanese show that's ever had the right spot for an American remake. What's it called? It's called Spec. And it's just about, it's kind of like uh, fringy x files but a little more comedy. Cool. And it's about like a, a unit of the police that oh, handle awesome. like weird. So that sounds cool. It was funny. It yeah, was really yeah. cool. Very Japanese. Did you watch it? You watched it here? I watched it once I got back. Translated? Or? With subtitles. Oh, I want to see that. Like, I'll send you a link. Yeah, yeah. It. it was pretty cool. Speaking of which, just completely sidetracked, did you watch Jamei? Did you catch up? Oh, the Chris Lilly show? Yeah. No, I only watched the first episode. Oh, God, you have to catch up. That's when I go to Australia. You have we'll talk, to catch when up. When I go to Australia, we'll talk about that. No. <laughs> um, back no, to please Japan. watch that sooner. So the vending machines, so they were great, and a lot of the times, the only the only hazard with them was, um, I would, uh, they're color-coded, so like, cold drinks are blue, hot drinks, which I never thought would be in a vending machine in my life, were red, so like six times I went to go get a cold can of coffee, and like a fucking hot steaming can of coffee would pop out, and I just spent like a dollar fifty. so I'd like begrudgingly just shoot it down. Um, Let me think. And then like, I mean, me and Ruby went to this weird visual rock bar, which is a genre of music in Japan. It's basically hair metal, where the... Where the um the outfits and the makeup and the hairstyling are more important than the music that the band is playing, if that makes any sense. So the fans are into the aesthetics of the band. What's the music though? Like uh alternative like rocky, like evanescency, my, oh, okay. my chemical romance kind but of stuff. But in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. They're in Japan. 
Uh, but they had tattoos and leather and spikes and shit at this bar, and I was like, oh, Did you oh, get a tattoo cool. while you were there? No, they don't fucking do tattoos in Japan, dude. They don't? No. Oh. In fact... I did not know that. Well, like, so much so that... and we'll, uh, A Japanese hot spring bath, which is a very, very popular thing in Japan. Okay. You've seen it in movies and yeah. stuff. It's called an onsen. They're okay. public baths. You're not allowed to go in them if you have tattoos. Really? Yeah. Th- the only people in tattoo who have... In, okay. You got to think of Japan as a... Uh, Japan was not a world player until, like, the 1880s, mm. right? They were a closed co- economy. So they didn't know from tattoos, which were a sailor thing that yeah. kind of Americans invented in the late 1700s. I don't know. I mean, look, you had tribal tattoos and stuff before yeah, that. I don't know that I can say Japan's that. Japan's first introduction to tattoos was American GIs after World War II. So already a bad connotation. But it hasn't permeated the culture there. It only permeated the culture into the Yakuza, which are the gangsters. Uh, they are completely covered sleeves, chest, backs, in tattoos. So the average Japanese... So they have tattoo parlors there? Yes, but the only people who go in them are Yakuza. It's so like shady spots. Yes. Super shady. Super shady. So the average Japanese person, if they see a tattoo, they only associate it with crime. So, so like, did you not go to any hot springs then? Because you, got I, I luckily did because the one I stayed at in the suburbs on my third night was like a private one, so there was no one else there. Oh right, you told me about that place. Even still, when I was walking from my room to the bath, I would like keep my arms crossed so the people in the front desk couldn't see me and stuff. You would defend anybody, also. I didn't give a fuck about that because ninety percent of the trip, I rolled with my tattoos out and got the dirtiest looks you have ever seen in did your you? life. Okay. And we're we're jump. This will be a long episode, and it's we might even be. be a two parter. Um, we'll record the second part at a different date. Uh, it's definitely going to be a two parter now that I think about it, because I got a lot to fucking say. Obviously, little kids loved me. I was their hero. I had a one piece tattoo. I was playing Pokemon. I knew all the stuff they loved. They have never met a cooler person in their life. They would take pictures with me. <laughs> kids my age. Thought you were an idiot. Twenty to thirty, they were into it too. Oh, they were. Oh, okay. oh, way into it. They would come up to me and talk to me about like a Weezer and Sublime and oh, like right on. Burn That's... Notice and like whatever they were. Burn in... Notice. You have no idea. I'll... People like Burn Notice. Over I was there. talking to a Japanese couple. I was t- okay. So one night I go to get. A... I have nothing to do. I'm in Shinjuku. You could legal. There's no um, open container laws. Bruce Campbell has like a lot of. There's no open container laws in Japan, so right. you could just so I buy a beer at a convenience store and I would just walk out in the street and start drinking and walking around. I did that a lot when I was bored. I see. I go to lean down on like a um, ledge, yeah. and there's a Japanese guy and a girl drinking beer, and they give me like a real dirty look. So I was like, "Oh, I'm obviously freaking these kids out." I, I like said like "sumimasen" and like went to walk away. Yeah, yeah. The guy in broken English was like, "No, we like you." We Japanese very nice. Come back, come back. Oh. I was like, oh, sweet. I didn't freak them out. We started talking. I hung out with them for two hours. They bought me beer. And at one point, we got into the conversation of American TV. What were we, their names? Hideki and... That was a guy? I have his business card, too. He invited me to a party. Hideki... I can't remember her name. Oh, I do. It's Yuko. Yuko? Because there's a Yuko's Kitchen in yeah. L.A., and I told her That's that. That's funny. Um, so Hideki spoke decent English, really decent English. Okay. Yuko did not speak any. And at one point Hideki was like, I'm going to go get beer. Speak to Yuko. She doesn't speak good English. So the second Hideki walked away, Yuko turns to me and she goes, I love him. He don't know. Secret. And I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. What? It gets better. So 
I'm like, what? That tell- was all she knew in English? Yes. I love him. I was like, tell, and she knew secret. And I was like, was tell him, man. He's a cool guy. She's like, he's the best. I love him. Aww. So wait, they How were also, they, like, they were age? drunk. Yeah, they were my That's age. Great. I think he was like 28. And she That's was like, fantastic. Um, so I'm like, what American shows do you like? And she goes like, uh, CSI. <laughs> and I'm like, which one, which one? She's like, Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Then she's like, my. F-, he comes back, and then she's like, my favorite show. And then she talks to him. He goes, show with man named Michael, former CIA agent. And I was like, oh, I have no idea. I was like, homeless. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. And he was like, yeah, yeah, very famous show. People love. And I was like, what's? Well, I was like, ooh, what's the Japanese name of the show? And just type it into Google, and it'll give you the American name. Yeah. So they do that, and they go Bernada, and I went. Bernada. They go Bernada, Bernada, and I was like, I don't know Bernada. Maybe it's like a British show or a Canadian. And then they turn their phone around and show me. It's the Wikipedia page for fucking burn notice. That's amazing. I lost my mind. That's awesome. Apparently, people do watch USA shows. They're just not in USA. (laughs) Not in the. That's what it stands for. Characters welcome. Oh my god. And they speak in characters, so maybe that's. So then I showed them a picture of Bruce Campbell, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah." They love him. They love Bruce Campbell. And I, I wonder if them. they know Evil Dead. Nope. They nope. don't know Evil Dead? Nope. They just know they Burn They just Notice. know him from Burn Notice. They love Burn did Notice. Did you blow their minds? Did you show them Evil Dead? I did. The trailer and be yeah. like, look. I did. I showed them a poster for Evil Dead. Should have found a Japanese. I wonder if there's a Japanese trailer. There, there is, is because one night I went out with Shank to uh, Golden Guy, which is this area of Shinjuku where there are 500 bars and each bar has three seats in it. And they're all themed. And there's a cover. There's a wrestling bar, there's a jazz bar, there's a hip-hop bar. Me and Shank found a horror-themed bar. Awesome. When we walked in, the dude was playing Army of Darkness on every screen. The entire place was covered in DVDs and VHSs of American movies, Japanese horror all movies. Horror. Not all horror. There was a Japanese copy of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back on the wall. There was like a Japanese copy of Wayne's World. Like He was just a cool guy. That's cool. Um... We hung out there for a little bit and yeah. talked about horror movies. Yeah. But, uh, so Burn Notice. Burn Notice. That was a thing. Okay, getting back. So, kids in their 20s. Yeah. Were super cool with me. Yeah. Really into reggae okay. over there. Cool. Um, a lot of kids would just walk up and do the, like, hand signal for weed. Just randomly? Or or they'd say taima, which is, like, the Japanese word for weed. Yeah. apparently, I guess, I look Thai like... Tai stick, maybe? I look yeah. like... No, it's just taima. Is a, it's a word. Thai is T-H-A-I. It's Thailand. Uh um, and so it's the word for Japanese weed. So apparently, I look like a stoner wherever I go. Um, maybe the tattoos also possibly they associated you with crime, and then and thereby associated you with. Well, drugs. first off, they were they were already giving me dirty looks because I'm American. <laughs> first half of the trip was okay. I I'm American, so I'm getting dirty looks. I yeah. have tattoos; it's even worse. Sure. Then it got cold, and I had to buy a hoodie. So I went to Onitsuka Tiger, and I bought a full out Assassin's Creed hoodie. It's literally gray, and it's got like the same. Yeah, it's the I've long, seen it online. Yeah, yeah. You've seen the picture of me in it? No, but I've seen the hoodie online. I've seen that hoodie for sale. Well, it's the not Assassin's Creed hood. Like, it's not like a replica. Oh, the one you talking about? Oh, I'm saying no, no, no. Onitsuka Tiger is a really nice Japanese oh. sneaker company that did like the Kill Bill sneakers. Okay, my favorite company in the world. No, I bought like an expensive. I'll show. It's a nice hoodie that just happens to look exactly like. Oh. An Assassin's Creed hoodie. Okay. So then I stopped shaving. So now you got to picture me in my second week, <laughs> giant beard, fucking hood over my face, <laughs> and tattoos, chain smoking cigarettes. I was the devil. Yeah. 
to the white devil. Anyone between the age of 30 and 50. Did not like you. Did not like me. Businessmen fucking loathed me. Yeah. Women would get on the train, look at me, and get off and get on the next car. I'm not even joking. Wow. But anyone over the age of 50, like my parents' age and above. Loved you. Completely sweet. Old people. Old people were so nice in Japan. Yeah. So old people and young people in Japan are incredible. Middle-aged people are fucking dicks. I wonder what that's about. Stress, man. They're all salary men. They all work 80 hours a week with no overtime. Mm. You know what I mean? It's rough. And like all of a sudden they look at this guy and they're like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. You, like you're everything I st- you're you're you are the opposite of everything I stand for. Do you know what I mean? I sure. get it. I get it. And they also have a weird enough social context to be like. I feel like you would get the same looks if you went and hung out on Wall Street. And just spent like yeah, a week there. Totally. I feel or like, like you would get the same looks from that group of no, no, people. No, no. I, like they I, would I get, be like, "Fuck you." Well, dude. I made the, I made the comment Put to you. I on. think maybe it was you or Matt Bennett. I was like, "I'm getting a lot of dirty looks," and they were like, "Yeah, but you get dirty looks here too." So that may have been me. Uh, um, and it's true. Like if I roll like that to my therapist in Beverly Hills, people yeah, will exactly. Look. Beverly Hills is another good example. Sure. But it was nationwide for the most part. <laughs> sure. Um, let me think. So day one, day one ended with me. Uh, Get, we got we missed our last train, me and Ruby, and I wandered home for like an hour by myself at 2 a.m. in the streets of Tokyo, okay. of which there were no people there. Yep. And I was just lost. Everyone goes to bed at night? It's not that. All the, like train, the train shut off at midnight. Oh. So partying kind of ends at midnight unless you're in one of the big party areas because you have to take a cab. And gotcha. it's incredible. I didn't take a cab, but I've heard, I heard it's like the most expensive thing in the world. To take a cab. In Japan, yeah. Okay. Because if you're fucking 20 minutes away by train, you're like an hour away by... Like 30, hour, 30 or, minutes, and that's yeah. and that's a fucking $100 yeah, cab ride. Yeah. So I never had to take a cab, luckily. Um, if so it got, do you end every night by like midnight? I would end traveling every night by midnight and then just start hanging out by my hotels. But there's still stuff to do. Oh, like yeah, the, always. The city's up. Kind of like all pachinko closed at midnight. Really? And I played a lot, a lot of pachinko. pachinko. I told you you would. Dude... Every time I was bored or didn't know what to do, I would just get a beer and play pachinko. Yeah. Because I found a Gundam pachinko machine that most of the places had, and I was just in it. Awesome. I never, I lost all my money. Of course. I never, I, one time I won $4. Great. Because I was like, you know what, I'm going to cash out and see what happens. Well, it's like the Japanese equivalent of slots, right? They have slots also. But it, but it's also like a slot game. In the same places, on one floor will be slots, on another floor pachinko. will be pachinko. It is, yes, it is basically... I mean, there's no strategy to it, you're just like... It's a little more strategies than slots because you can control the speed at which the pachinko balls come out, so you can kind of... It's on a tri- It's on a flipper, kind of. Okay. So you can pick where you want them to go, but mostly, I was watching, most Japanese people just pick a spot. And then it's random. And, and then they, they just, just let it, let yeah, it yeah. randomly fall down. But it's a fun game. That took me like three days of being of walking into entryways of pachinko parlors, being super intimidated and confused, and then walking away. <laughs> and then one day I was like, "Fuck it!" And I just brought out. I googled like how to play pachinko. Yeah. I read it in two minutes, and I was like, "I think I can try this." Yeah. And then I I was a junkie. Yeah. I would just sit there chain smoking. St- like I looked like a Japanese person, like playing pachinko. And every like- time I'd walk in, they would try to show me how to play, and I'd be like, "Don't worry, I got this." <laughs> um. You're like. You're like, burn notice, Bruce Campbell. I'm good. Dude, there was a lot of that. Like, I went into a Tetsuya, which is the Japanese equivalent of a Best Buy. Here's here's another uh, quick Japan fact for you. 
I'd say I walked an average of 60 steps, of, 60 flights of steps a day in Tokyo. Plus stairs. And here's why. Not only does every train station and subway station have, like, two or flights of steps, a lot of the streets, like, they'll just stop pedestrian sidewalks, and you have to use an overpass that doesn't have an elevator. Here's one even worse for you. So, Tokyo has... It's a big city, obviously, so every building is, like, eight stories tall. Right. But the problem, the difference between Tokyo and, say, Manhattan is every building is eight stories tall on, like, a 500-square-foot footprint. Okay. So if you, the equivalent of a Japanese record store, there's a record store called Disc Union in, yeah. in Shinjuku. It's the biggest Japanese record store. It's six stories tall. One floor is hip-hop, one floor is reggae, one floor is rock. There's no elevators. So if, like, I wanted to go to the rock section, I'd have to walk up six flights of steps. Every time I went to a store, mm. for the most part. Every store in Akihabara, all the anime stores, everything seven stairs. stories tall, only stairs. Mm. And narrow, tiny stairs. Yeah. So, like, your average day, you're spending most of it walking up and down A lot stairs. of these buildings are older buildings. All of them. That you're in, they're all older buildings. All right? of them. There's no room for construction in Tokyo. Yeah. And I thought about and it's like much like New York. Like, I went out to downtown LA yesterday to Little Tokyo. Funnily enough, well, I was going to say the the stairs thing sounds like a lot of buildings I've been to in New York, where you're just like, um, uh, no, but businesses uh, aren't on multiple- Midtown. Midtown Comics is a great example where it's just like that's like three floors of stairs. Well, like, Midtown there's no yes. option. It is very much like Midtown like Comics, that. Yeah, where you yeah. have to walk up. To- Midtown Comics you starts on the third floor. Yeah, so you have to walk up three flights of stairs to get to the store, and then and there's then then th- there's two or three. Floors and it is in exactly what it is like. like. Okay, the equivalent of Midtown Comics, and it's just as miserable as that fucking place. That place is. I, I worked there for like a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine Oh, that. it's the worst. Yes. It's the worst. Yes. You could only work 12-hour days. You could only work- At tw- Midtown? At Milton. You could, that was the schedule. Four days a week, 12 Fuck hours a day. You. Um, And when I asked to change, I was like, look, the schedule's killing me. Killing he was like, yeah, that's what we did. Like, I was like, well, you know what, man? If we can't change the schedule, I'm willing. I was like, I'm willing to work the same amount of hours, but just less hours. I'm willing to work five days a week, but less hours. Yeah. He was like, nope. And I was like, ah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to part ways then. And the guy goes, you know, I'm really disappointed in you. And I said, I don't care, I just quit. And he was like, well, well, here's, we'll start your two week notice. I made it twenty minutes into your two week notice, mm-hmm. of course, because I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck anymore. What do I care? Yeah, I don't care. The worst fucking place. You'd have to get like the diamond deliveries and walk them up five flights of steps. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was it was bad, dude. Um. So there was a lot of walking in Japan, but I went to like the Japanese equivalent of a Best Buy, which was a Tatsuya, and I found their DVD section, and it was just Japanese covers of American shows and stuff, Uh, and it was pretty fucking hilarious. They also don't do seasons in Japan, like box sets. Like, so you can't get TV shows? You can, but you have to buy 50 DVDs because they'll do like season one, episodes one and two, season one, episodes oh, two God, and three, really? season one, episodes three and four. I swear to God. That's horrible. So like the Gossip Girl wall was a shit you not the size of a garage door. I was going to say, because it's like if you have a show. And they also apparently love Gossip Girl. I mean, Six Feet Under went six seasons and had an like entire, a total of an 100 entire, episodes. An entire wall. That's crazy. That seems like a Gossip waste. Girl was the biggest one. I don't know why. Who would buy that? Japanese people? I guess. They still buy CDs, dude. Really? I was in like a... Tower Records is like eight floors of CDs in Japan. Wow. And like people were buying them. I kept trying to find records. No one knew what the fuck I was talking about. Records are not a thing, but CDs. No, CDs, they're still on. Tapes? 
No tapes. CDs. VHS tapes? Didn't see any. So DVDs and CDs are still the thing. And not even a lot of Blu-ray. Just DVDs. Standard DVDs and and CDs, man. It's so weird because Blu-ray comes from Sony and that comes from Japan. I don't get it. There's a lot of weird lapses where you're just like, huh? Like for everything they do right, there's a bunch of things where you're just like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like their money system is so fucked. The yen? Not that the... Okay, first off, it's just inflated. It it's just well, it's inflated like crazy. It's about not it. inflated in terms of value versus American because it's almost dollar to to a thousand yen. But it's the fact that one equals a thousand. That's what I mean. Why? It's just how they did things. So like, here's the biggest Why? problem. Why don't you just call it? I'll one? give you the I'll give you the Japanese denominations. Ready? Yeah. Ten thousand yen <laughs> is a hundred dollars. So you go to an ATM, you can get 10,000. Here are their money. Here's their paper money. 100 bucks, 50 bucks, and 10 bucks. Okay. Anything under $10 is a fucking coin. So if you go to a vending machine and the only thing you have on you is 10 bucks, which is their lowest denomination of paper money, and you want a dollar for a soda. You get coins back? You get $9 worth of coins back. But they don't have like a silver dollar? No. So yes, you, they have like a dollar coin. So hundred like nine of those. A hundred yen nine, is right. the most. Yeah, like that. You're gonna get a hundred yen nine times out of ten. Okay. But they also have a five dollar coin. They have a five dollar coin, a one dollar coin, a f- fifty cent, a five cent, and a one cent. Dude, the one yen they have is a the fifty cent out of twenty five. Nope, the one yen is the most because nothing cost. 25 cents. Because it's inflated, so it's right. not even 25 cents. It's like 16 fucking cents. So, like, a penny is worth less than a penny, and they're made of plastic. <laughs> they're completely weightless. I'll show you a couple. I, wait, hold on one sec. Vamp for a second. I'll, I I'll, will. I'll vamp. I will vamp about my trip to Japan, which I never took. I find it interesting that... I find it interesting that so much couple, American what? culture has... Oh, these feel like fake money. They feel like they feel. They like, feel like uh, fake, like Playmobil. They feel like play money. Yeah, like when you were a kid. You, like you got like a fake restaurant yeah. with like fake corn, and yeah. this was like the money you used. It's yeah. that. Wow. It's the fake money you use on the kid what cash is registers. Symbol on here. Let me say. Uh, it looks like some. It's bamboo, I think. Is it? Hmm. It's like a U. It's like a three pronged U. I think it's with a bunch ba- of leaves bamboo. off of it. I think it's bamboo. And then it says a bunch of Japanese crap it's on just, it. It's kanji, actually. So it's Chinese and Japanese. They have three alphabets. That's confusing. Hiragana and katakana, which is Japanese, and has like 30 letters in each and are normal alphabets. And then a thing called kanji, which are all the little characters. It shares it with China. There are an infinite number of kanji, and they are still adding more. So the only way Japanese people can read their own language is when they're like five years old they learn of like a 5,000 word language. Characters welcome. That's why they love USA. (laughs) So like even when learning Japanese as an American speaker you can get so far I've never met anyone who knows all the kanji. Sure. Because like you have to that has to be your life to learn that as an adult because you don't remember stuff. But it's not words it's pictures or it's not I mean rather it's not letters it's words. Exactly, that's the difference. They have two they're letter not learning like letters they have two, to spell words. They have two different letter based alphabets, and then they have a word based, and then they have a word based alphabet. That's Picta- weird. a pictoform, right? Alphabet, 
which is just like incredibly confusing because mm-hmm. I I know the other alphabets. So I'd look at street signs and I'd be able to say half a word, and then it would be like the symbol for water. And you'd be like, I don't know what that I is. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? It also must be hard to translate because it's not like you can buy... Then you have to buy, like, three different English to whatever translation type things. Because you yeah. don't know what you're putting in, right? Like, you can't put one of those symbols into, like, an English to Japanese translator. You can. So it'll understand. Yeah, it understands kanji, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Like, so what did Google you walk around with, like, Google Translate Google on Google Translate, phone? but I never used it. No? I never... I hardly use Google Maps either. I either got lost or asked people directions. It's more fun that way. If I needed to go to a place, I would like. Let's say I needed to find a store. If it, if I was fifteen minutes from the store, I would typically ask like thirty people. And every, <laughs> every five feet, I would ask someone, hoping I would get someone who spoke good enough English to tell me exactly where I had to go. You probably interacted with more people in oh your two God. weeks there than you have oh in my, your entire oh my life. God. I realized. I realized this this morning. I woke up kind of down, and I was like, I don't think I've seen a human being other than like in a store capacity since you've come back in like four days. Whereas in Japan, it was just I. I was like. Um, you can always depend on the kindness of strangers. I was like a retard. Yeah. Uh, and I mean well, that. Well, especially saying hello instead of thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and not eating any food but hello. McDonald's. And you know what I mean? I still just love you. I There's still just love you. So going, many times hello. when they're just like, all right, thank you very much. And I go, hello. hello. And then walk away from them. <laughs> they're like, oh, he's special. Yeah, yeah. Special Americans, man. Um,. A lot of Americans, you'd run into none. any, no other Americans. None. Other than Ruby. One, one, and dude at Disneyland bought me a beer. He, I don't remember his, oh, fuck, what was his name? Frank. I, I, I think it was like Trevor. He right worked, at, here's a shout out, he was a bellman at the uh, Ritz-Carlton in Vail, Colorado. Okay. If he's listening. His brother does a Disney podcast called Disney Hipsters, which I listened to and was really good. There you it's go. about the parks. Awesome. So maybe if anyone on here listens to Disney hipsters, you met his brother. I met that dude's brother, and he bought me a beer outside of uh, Tokyo Disney. No, uh, Disney Sea. Disney Sea. Yeah. Let's talk about Disney Sea for a minute. Here, what's to talk about, man? It was incredible. You didn't go on any rides. Okay. I get into Disney Sea, and first I'm of like, all, Disney Sea. It is what the, is that? It is basically. Uh, I'm gonna say Epcot. Okay. Because it is not. Character based. Okay. There are no Disney character rides in the park or attractions. Epcot. They have Mickey merchandise and like Mickey stuff. So it sounds just like Epcot in that sense. But it is most. It is all based around water. Okay. There's a giant lake in the middle. Okay. And every land is themed around a different port in the world. So you've got uh, a Mediter- you Okay. There's a Little Mermaid section. Which I guess is a Disney character. Now that I think about it, well, it's just like Epcot over the years has figured out a way to totally. put some. There's Disney a Little Mermaid in. section, which is the most like character heavy. Okay. There's Agrabah. Cool. Okay, which is Mediterranean. So yep. you got Disney on the water. Little Mermaid's wa- underwater. Right. The entire land is under the ground. Oh, that's cool. Triton's Kingdom. That's the, so neat. You go underground to a Disney land. That's awesome. Then there's Agrabah. Kind of rides. Are you- just little kid rides. L- little there. kids. A lot of park. shows too at Disney Sea. A lot of shows. All shows and very very popular shows. Interesting. Well, that was the other thing. Before I get into the breakdown, every single ride had a fucking three hour line, including the shows. I like it was the most insane amount of people at a theme park I've ever seen in my life, and they were just wait. Like people had no problem seeing a ride time of a hundred and ninety minutes and being like, "Oh, let's get online." Like it's worth two. Uh, it's worth. 
two and a half hours of out of our day to ride a two minute ride, which I just couldn't justify. No, that's stupid. So they have like Indiana Jones, they have Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is in the New York section. Yeah. In, in, the, in the America section. I took a video of it where it's me, it's like Colonial Williamsburg, and then, and then like a giant steamer ship. Yeah. And then I turn to me and I go, yeah, this is exactly what America's like. And then the Tower of Terror. And then a Tower of Terror. Uh, I'll show you the pictures. They're actually really cool. I'll show you after the podcast. Um, so, it, I mean, it was cool. I didn't go on any rides. They, the, the best part is, I'm leaving it out, in the middle of it all is a giant volcano and a Jules Verne-themed land where they have Journey to the Center of the Earth and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and the Nautilus and it's all like awesome. waterfalls and submarines. Does the volcano erupt? It does. How often? Once the sun goes down every 30 seconds for the la- for like till closing hour. <laughs> That's awesome. I was watching. Does it like explode? Yes. Oh, and at one so point cool. there was like a 95 year old Japanese woman in a traditional kimono with like the sa- the 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 Gaita, the Gaita sandals like the wooden shoes yeah. in a wheelchair just staring at that volcano and I was like what must she even watching think? it erupt. Yeah, like, hmm. like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. Uh, other, let's do other geeky stuff real quick. I went to Daiba, which is an island off of Tokyo, where they had a life-size Gundam. How do you get to the island? Train. Everything is train. Oh, everything. No boat. It trains you right over the yeah over a bridge. Oh, cool. Well, they have the best transit system in the world. Also, I took the Shinkansens, which are the bullet trains. The Those trains, go like two hundred miles. The an trains hour. that go like two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. How's that? Once, if you're on them, they feel normal. If you're at a station and there's a train that's not that's an express or something, and it doesn't stop at that station, it's the craziest thing you've ever it's seen. It's just going like, like the flash running past you. By the time you see it, it's gone. That's crazy. It was insane. Like I forget that law of dynamics where it's if you hear a train, I forget the name for it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it's called though. But yeah, it's a Coriolis effect. No, it's some kind of effect. Coriolis is a wind Coriolis pattern thing. Coriolis is wind. Uh, it, it's something like that. Yeah, where, where you hear it. You hear you it s- at, and you hear it. Exactly. Yeah. It was well, that. sound travels slower than light. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you heard the train, it was gone. And like every train in Japan, here's my other favorite thing about Japan. You're not allowed to smoke cigarettes outside. Right, you have to go in those cages. Or smoking areas with an ashtray. But, like, on the street, you can't yeah. walk around smoking? No, but no. every, like, four blocks, there will be a smoking area Interesting. where everyone smokes. And they, they don't disobey the laws. Every once in a while, you'd see, like, a young punk kid smoking a cigarette walking down the street. But for the most part, they only smoke in the designated smoking areas. That's interesting. So much so that when you get on a train, every single time you hear this announcement. Most trains have English announcements as well as Japanese, which was great. Yeah. Because they'd be like, da 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 da. Next station, Ikabukuru, right? Yeah. Every single time you got on a train, they would go, Attention, this train is completely non smoking, except for in the designated smoking areas. So they were like, You can't smoke on this train unless you smoke in the entire car where you can smoke, okay? Where there are TVs and vending machines and it's comfortable and wonderful. In other words, just go sit in that car. Which I did every yeah. time. The airport, dude, had smoking lounges next to every gate. That's crazy. With like leather seat, leather <laughs> couches and TVs and like... Well, yeah, smoking's a big big part of the culture over there still. Except you That's can't... That's what it used to be like people don't here. do it in the streets. You can smoke in any restaurant, in any store, but you can't smoke on the sidewalk. Well, the, I get that though. It's a, it's a littered thing. 
It is a litter thing. It's a litter thing. There's no litter in Japan. It comes down to look at how many people there are if everyone was flicking, and they all smoke, and if they were all flicking cigarette butts down on the ground. Well, here's the other amazing thing. You're like, it's an incredibly clean place. The streets are spotless, but there are no garbage cans. Where are the garbage cans? At the vending machines only. Mm. Well, because people don't walk around with trash, it doesn't seem like. They they can't, yeah, they don't have. They don't, they don't like walk around with shit. They know not to. Like if you buy a bag, like. You eat it and throw it away. Yes, there's no so like if you you know what I mean. It, it, throwing stuff out is tough in Japan, right? So you don't walk away from some place where you would have. If the you ability... see a garbage can, you fucking throw all your garbage out yeah. right now because you might not see one for ten minutes. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It, it's a lot of like that's one of the weird la- like where it's like, huh? Why aren't there garbage cans? But it's really clean, so maybe that's why. I guess so. Maybe if you put garbage cans in every five seconds, and people are just like, oh, I could just throw my trash anywhere. Someone will clean it up. Maybe, and look, it's obviously working. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, most of the stuff they do really, really works well, and then you get to the parts where it doesn't work so well. So, like, customer service. The, it's a country of customer service. And this, this is the part, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I, I have to say this because it's been in my mind for a while. And I was only there for a certain amount of time, and I didn't see everything, and I didn't meet everyone, so this is obviously only a very specific example of my experiences there. But... What they say is true. It is the most polite, helpful country on the face of the earth. If I, if I asked a person for direction nine times out of ten, not only would they try to help me without knowing my language, they would take out their iPhone and look it up in their Japanese Google Maps. And a couple times, people physically walked me to where I needed to go. Everyone has iPhones over there? For the most part. Or, or like Androids or whatever, weird phones. But like no flip. Everyone has smartphones. Everyone has smartphones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, not a lot of iPhones. That's what I was asking. Like, is it a lot of a iPhone decent brand? amount of iPhones? But a lot of just like, look, I've had an iPhone for like eight years, so I don't even know what another phone is when I see it. So like, right. they had phones that weren't iPhones. That weren't iPhones. <laughs> they could have been Samsung Droids. I don't know what they're yeah. called. Um. So everyone's incredibly polite and helpful, and like, customer service. Does that make any sense? Like when you're. In like a convenience no, store but, or at yes, a restaurant, but everywhere, or... every person. If you stop a person on the street, they're going to feel a a societal obligation to help you. Okay. That being said, while they are polite and and like <sighs> they're kind of dicks in a lot of ways. For instance, here are some specific examples. I saw a lot of people faceplant when I was in Japan. Because <laughs> a lot of people drink, I guess. And every, especially women, like I would see women in high heels just lose it and fucking hit the pavement. No one offers to help them. No one checks on them. No one, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I would get on trains and old women would get on and I would get up and offer my seat. And everyone, including the old women, would be like, what the fuck are you doing? They don't have chivalry. They don't have, like, they don't have... Chivalry. Common, I mean, that's, that's... common courtesies? They don't have a, well, they don't have a like... word for I bless you when you sneeze. <clears throat> right. It's weird stuff like that that you think, like, as a dickish American... Yeah, but bless you... I, get, I mean, I get that, though. Like, when you say bless you, that comes from a, that comes from a religious-based thing. Bless it comes you is... even before that. It comes from... <laughs> the thought is that when you sneeze, the devil gets in your yeah, body. Yeah, but and the Japanese, to... I'd imagine, probably don't have those same myths no, or but it's, legends. But or... remove the religious context. It's a nice thing to do. But is it? 
Sure. We've made it a nice thing to do, but I'm saying, like, if you take out the, ori- the origins it of saying show- bless you to someone, do you know what it shows? And you're like, do you know what it, it's connection? It's interconnection between two people. It's, it's someone saying, like, hey, how are you? Which you can't do there. You don't say, hey, how are you? I tried. No one would. No, no one, one wouldn't, answers you. I mean, unless you were in that specific range of, of ages. Right. For the most part, people don't engage. Hmm. I described it like a country of Asperger's. Like when you finally like grab them by the shoulders and they're like, talk to me. They're so excited and they love everything and they're passionate about everything and they want to know everything about where you're from. But you have to grab them by the shoulders and be like, look at focus, focus, talk to me. Otherwise, they're so just kind of, they work really fucking hard, dude. Yeah. Everyone. Sounds like, like, sounds like they just go through their work. (laughs) Hideki described it best to me. He's like, we're, we worker drones. Japan, he goes, Tokyo big hive, we all bees. And it's the truth. Like, do you know what? I described it to someone the other day, and I thought it was a kind of cool analogy. Uh, everyone in Japan is employee of the month, and the company they work for is the country of Japan. That's communism. That's what you're describing. Yeah. You're describing communism, but it's buddy. not for a, it's not for a social betterment or an economic ideal. It's just out of like kind of societal responsibility. Sure, but that's basically. I mean, again, if you talk in the mic, if homie. you talk about the 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 like the fundamental basics Stay talking of, in the mic, uh, the fundamental <laughs> basics of communism. But they are not is, a communist nation. No, but like, but that, but like, working for the country and like being a part of but that okay. working. But let me, when you say when you when a when a Japanese person describes themselves as a worker bee in a much larger hive, like that, <laughs> that sounds like communism. Let me, let me give you the difference. <laughs> the they are not working for the country of Japan. They sure. are working for the societal ideal that that country has set. Yes. Up. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I get it. They don't give a shit about their fucking president or about that. They give a shit about Japanese national identity. Right. And the identity is that they're hard workers. They are intensely proud people. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff I would be like, man, like, I wish they knew how we do shit in America. And then my buddy would be like, they don't care, man. Like, this country's been around for thousands of years. Like, they're way cool with doing what they do. Yeah. Stop feeling like you're a white knight that's trying to like open the eyes of Japan exactly. to like you guys can smoke weed you don't even know yeah. or like listen to music you know what I mean they don't care they don't give a shit they don't they're, give a shit they're doing it right yeah and well, I had, I had to get over that for them they're doing it right yeah and for of the world they're like one of the strongest econ- you know what I mean yeah, they're a major sure. player like well that's the thing is when you start to talk about like oh be more American and then you like look at the state of our nation right now it's like no you know what Matt. Yeah, but you know what, dude? Let them do their thing. And I thought, like, I, I know a lot of people, Matt Bennett, go, a lot of people go to Japan and they're like, oh, I got to move here now. Our ideals have ruined us. You know what? As soon as I got back to America, I was like, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back in America. I really am. You're an American. I'm an American, dude. Yeah, I kind of, like, it's, even just little interactions with people you don't have in Japan. You don't have small talk. You don't have asides. Right. You know what I mean? It's strange. Yeah, but you I mean, but I, guess, I also don't, also speak don't have douchebags on the street getting in your face because no one talks, and I'm sure like movie theaters are super silent in totally. Japan. You don't have assholes totally right. talking through movies. So it's, and, it depends on what you want. Yeah. Um, the thing that started to bum me out, and it was Hideki said it, and he was like, "We're not like we're not individuals. That's frowned upon." Right. 
And that bummed me out because I kind of live my whole life striving to be an individual. But it doesn't mean that there's not people there that don't embrace the entire oh, their own individuality. There totally are. Right. But the so, majority okay. doesn't. Yeah, but I mean, if anything, that would make it even cooler to be there because it makes the people we live, we now live in. A, I mean, look, my buddy and I were talking about this the other day with just the geek culture thing. It's like we now live in a we now live in a place where like being like the outcast, what used to be like the outcast group is now like that's the main thing now. It's like. When I was in middle school, like, yeah. all the stuff that everyone likes now, I liked, and no one gave a shit about, and it made me, like, not part of the group. But now, if I was in middle school and I was like, hey, guys, I like Superman, they'd be like, yeah, so what? So does everyone fucking else. Like, eat a dick. So does my grandma. Shut up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Whereas when we were kids, if I was, like, I, you know, amongst my peer group, if I was, like, I like Luke Cage, like, I was, that made me so unique. Do you think in a weird, weird subconscious way that's why I've shifted my interest to, like, Japanese stuff in recent Recent years, could so be. I can feel kind of outcasty and cool again. Could be. It could be. Everyone loves X Men like, now. Yeah, I mean, it could be because you just because like subconsciously you feel like like that those, was a big part of my identity are, always. Yes, and like those things no Being longer. Being the I, only that fan that and, doesn't identify you. I mean, look when I mean I'm really happy about this new Marvel Netflix thing, but it's like when we're getting a Jessica Jones Luke Cage like mini series on Netflix, it's like it's no longer like there's no longer a minority. There's no. Us. Geek, the geeks have inherited. There's the no earth. geek badge of pride for no. liking comics anymore. No, it doesn't but matter. But for me, liking my weird anime and that all this gives shit, you that unique, yeah, because that's not something that that has permeated our culture. Nor will it ever. Probably. Let's, not let's be at honest. This point. No. And it, a few things have Dragon Ball, Pokemon, Akira. Look, the, throughout the the ages, there have been things that of make course. their way over. But, but for the for most, most part, part no. it hasn't taken over the way. Attack on Titan comics have here um i watched that by the way did you like it yeah i love it i'm like super can you see it. why it's like the most I'm popular thing in the world in, no i love it i'm super into it it's so weird it's so weird and great i and love well it yeah um but that, and that's the other cool thing i think i had over there and and we'll wrap this up and this will be a two-parter we'll do another part because there's a lot more to well, talk we really about. only got to day one if we're going in order we I mean, didn't talk about the seven museum. we didn't talk about i went to the ghibli i'll do a quick rundown of everywhere i went real quick right now First day, drinking in Shinjuku, uh, um, walked around Shibuya with Ruby, uh, went to that cool bar, that was a bit it. Second day, I hung out most of the day, just kind of wandering around by myself, um, ran into my buddy Shank again, uh, we went out to that horror bar, and then I went to a Flaming Lips concert, Okay, which was a unique experience that I should talk about in the next episode. Sure. I, you know what, this episode is me just getting all my opinions out about Japan. We should Japan. get all this out, and then people listen to this and then out of the things that you're listening right now I'm sure people are going to be like oh make sure you tell that story yeah, yeah. or that story and then that's what we'll hit so Flaming Lips show in, in uh, Akusaka which okay. was pretty fucking unique and cool they, they sing in American though right yes but they sang the chorus of Yoshimi in Japanese cool which I was I made a joke when I so was so if go- you're the only American at a Flaming Lips concert I wasn't there were like there were, there were white people there but there's a good it was 85% Japanese so there's a good so Eighty-five percent of those people understood that concert not as well as you did. Yes, that's amazing. But they knew the words to songs. Well, like sure. during Race for the Prize, this like forty-year-old woman next to me started weeping, and I was like, "Oh my god, she loves the Flaming Lips and this song." I was like, "It's so weird, so cool music, dude, dude." And then that was the cool discussion where like kids smoking cigarettes outside, kids would be like, they'd run up to me and name bands and see if I like them or not. Like the Killers. Yeah. One dude went. I, he was like, what bands do you like? And I was like, Fish. And everyone was like, no, I have no idea. Then I said Weezer, and this fat Japanese guy perked up and went, 
Pinkerton. And yeah. it, made, it made me so fucking happy. Pinkerton. Shit like that, dude. Um, Flaming Lips concert. Day three, I went to the Ghibli Museum. Okay. And then I went to the One Piece store. Okay. And oh, day two, I also went to Shonen Jump's J-World Tokyo, which is Shonen Jump's amusement park. Shonen Jump is the biggest manga magazine in Japan. Okay. Dragon Ball, Bleach, Naruto, One Piece. What's that amusement park like? Shitty and indoors and not an amusement park. Really, really horrible. Really horrible. I was the only one there, too. Okay. Really? So, yeah, I was literally the only one there. Like, literally? Literally. <laughs> what is that like? And we'll talk Does about everyone, that. like, walk up to you? Yes. And they're like, welcome to our amusement park. Yes, and they're so excited. No one and, comes and like, here. I didn't know half the. I want <laughs> like they were so excited and speaking only in Japanese and kept trying to like lure me into their corner. <laughs> Do they have like a Dragon Ball Z ride or they had a Pokemon? They had a Pokemon One Piece ride and a Dragon Ball Z ride. That's like your favorite thing. Well, that's why I went there. What is the One Piece ride? It's just a One Piece log flume. Where you get a flashlight and you have to shine it on like seashells and stuff interacts. I have video of how the does that relate to video. One Piece? Is that like One Piece? Does he have a flashlight? No, but they show like One Piece clips and there's like animatronics and stuff. It oh, was, there is. Yeah, it was so like your favorite One Piece characters are like 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 animatronics. Yeah, it was really like, it was really it was really weird. There's, I have video of it, dude. It was weird. I'll show you the video. I like that the biggest One Piece fan I've ever met is like, yeah, it was weird. It was only in Japanese. I, I have no idea what was happening. <laughs> I know, and from from like the lady who let me on the ride did like a five minute spiel in Japanese before. After I told her I don't speak Japanese, you said like I don't understand. They do that a lot. Where I I'd be like Skochi Nihongi, which means like little Japanese, and they would just go off. And I was like, by little, I think you're really overestimating my grasp of your. Maybe they're just like you know what he'll understand what he understands and fuck him probably. I have a job to do and no one comes to my Problem. theme park. Yes. So I'm going to fuck you. I memorized this speech she did it six so years well. ago when she I did, started this job. She did like a little dance and she was really? doing like impressions of the One Piece characters. That you caught though. Yeah, only because she would say stuff in English. She would do like Frankie. She would go like, super! And I went like, ah, Frankie. Frankie, and you and caught it. And she'd go like, yeah. So that's awesome. So that's probably why she did the whole spiel because she's like, eh. It made me happy. You'll get what it gets. It did. Yeah. It, I got a kick out of yeah. it. Yeah. Only because I knew a lot of the stuff. Also... She was probably just really happy to be able to do that. Also, probably because I was saying, it's so cool, it's so cool, as a girl. As a girl. So that (laughs) probably entertained her also. Okay, so that's day three. Uh, No, that's day... Day three, okay. Um, I don't remember what I did that night. Day four, I I got the fuck out of Dodge, and I left Tokyo for a place called Hakone, which is like a suburb an hour and a half outside of Tokyo. I did a weird ropeway thing where I took like a cable car and then like a chairlift up into the top of a mountain to a sulfurous hot spring where I, where I ate a black hard-boiled egg, which was supposed to give me like 10 years of my life. There's a video of it. Just the shell was black. Uh, it's what you do. But what's you, inside? A hard-boiled egg. I don't like hard-boiled I eggs. Oh, I was hungry too. You oh. see the video. Like, I, you're like, yay. As soon as, I, as soon as I've been into it, I'm like, oh, great. It's just an egg. I'm hungry. <laughs> like this fucking totally works right now. It also poured a good majority of my trip, unfortunately. And that was where you met the monkeys? No. That day I did the hot springs. I came back. I stayed in my little riot. Wait, what did the egg do? It gave you 10 years of life? 10 years extra on your life. Oh. Which I need. Yeah, because you smoked cigarettes, so that combated, like, you know, a couple oh, years of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so... That night I went to my Ryokan, which is a Japanese traditional hotel. I had basically my own house. It was like paper floors and the mats and all that cool shit. It was like the biggest hotel room I've ever been in. I did the hot spring and all that fun stuff. Yeah. 
Then I went to Kyoto, which is the oldest like big city in Japan, okay. which is all just temples and shit. I did not like that at all. No, that was like three. No, it was like this. It was once you see two or three temples, you're then like, then you've seen them all. Oh, I get it. They're big buildings. Sure. So then I fucking booked ass both nights out of Kyoto. First night I went to Kobe and ate Kobe beef, which Good. was the best meal of my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and then steak style or how did you get it? Yeah, well, they only they, they cook it in front of you, like one dude. You have like your own personal chef for the meal. It was insane. That's cool. Um, like hibachi style, but with just you. Instead yeah. Of like a table. For yes, exactly. Random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then the next day, I went to the mountains of Kyoto. It's like being in Benihana for real. Yeah. Exactly, dude. That's neat. And Steve Aoki's doing the, yeah. the music. Yeah. You know that's his dad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And Devin Aoki Devin from Sin Aoki. City. Yeah. From Sin City. Um, next day I went to Arshiyama, which are like a bamboo mountain forest. Monkeys? That's where I saw monkeys, yeah. I saw wild monkeys, which were really fucking amazing. It seemed like you fell in love with monkeys. I saw one. The only thing I saw, the only Instagram thing I ever caught of yours was the monkey. in my stream was the monkeys and... There was something else that really made me laugh. Oh, it was one of the smoking train things. Smoking cars. You said something that when made we started me laugh. a band. Yes, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the only two that I saw. But the well, monkeys, you, I was fascinated. You get in the smoking with. car, and it would be the, it would be the, for the size of two normal people, and then like four businessmen would like jump in with me, and I'd be packed with the sardine with four Japanese dudes in suits, chain smoking, and not talking to me. Every once in a while, you'd like look at them and smile. Um, I saw monkeys in Arashiyama. Then I left fucking Kyoto, came back to Tokyo. What did I do? I don't remember. Then I did like Disney and and the Gundam statue in Daiba. I went to a zoo when I was bored one day. How was that? Pandas, pandas, and yeah. and polar coolest polar bear ever. Um, like you know, polar bears are usually doped out at zoos and terrible. Yeah, this polar bear was having so much fun, dude. He was like playing, playing with a ball, Aww. jumping, throwing a ball in the air, and diving underwater to get it. That's adorable. I have it on video. Like oh, that's it's, cute. it's pretty. I have underwater polar bear footage. That's cool. Where it's a polar bear completely submerged playing underwater, with playing with a ball. That's cute. Um, went to the zoo. I did a lot of shopping. I did an entire day in Akihabara, like what is, what is seven Akihabara? hours. That's they call it Electric Town, and that's where all the anime stores are. Okay. Every anime and electronics store. So, like, I found there was a video game store called Super Potato that has every single retro Super video game Potato. ever made. Nice. It's seven stories tall. It's got every famic. It's got every console too. That's so cool. So I could have bought like a Japanese Nintendo for like thirty dollars. Why didn't you do that? When the fuck am I going to play it? I also don't need any. All new, the time. I don't need any new collections. I guess that was what the thought was. I was like, I don't need to get into retro. You could have immediately bought. A Japanese Nintendo and, and like, all of the games, and every game probably ever for like two hundred bucks. The games weren't that inexpensive. The systems were, but the games weren't. Yes, interesting. Systems were a lot more of. There were a lot more of them, hmm. and they're used a lot of the systems. Whereas, <laughs> like the, the games, just don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like here, if you want to buy a Nintendo, it's as pricey to f- track down like an original Nintendo as it is to the, find the games. No. Opposite. They make like uh, they make like um, five million of the consoles and like less of the hundred thousand of the games. You know what I mean? Especially depending on how rare the game is. Um, so like I bought a bunch of games. And the guy was like, "It's Japanese. Is Shit that cool? To play with? Like you can't use any." He of goes, them. "I go. I go to buy a bunch of the, bunch of the games." And the guy behind the counter was like, "These are in Japanese. Is that okay?" And I was like, oh, "I'm not gonna play them. I just want to put them on my shelf." <laughs> and he was like, "What?" I bought a bunch of so old funny. Japanese games as artwork. I got Mortal Kombat for Game Gear. I got Mappy Land. 
I've got um I've got one being framed right now. I've got the original Mother, which is Earthbound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you have those posters, but with like the red yeah. Famicom cartridge. Um, and then I just spent like the most money I've ever spent in my life in one day on like anime toys and stuff. The other problem was like I needed new suitcases and I don't want shit get to broken, so I bought a lot of stuffed animals to push into the well, just as my as my toys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I can buy t-shirt. I can buy as many t-shirts and stuffed animals as I want. Yeah. And Kigurumis. Yeah. And I did that. I bought a Pokemon Kigu. I bought a Doraemon Kigu. I bought a Gachapin Kigu. I have being shipped to me a Gizmo Kigu. I love that. Think about that. The I love that. The next party we go to, man. Me rolling that. up his little Giz. I love that. They have so much gremlin shit over there. It is insane. They still love gremlins? Think about it. it is, this is where I got Giz. Uh, that little plush giz. Oh, it was blocked by you the bomb. You see him? <laughs> um, he said bomb, not bong. Uh, yeah, the bomb that you're building. Because uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's better. <laughs> he's so Matt Bennett. Matt Bennett nailed it. He was like, dude, he has like giant, cute eyes, and he's yeah, little, he looks like an anime. He's character, the most kawaii sure. character ever. Yeah, so they, every anime shop has Gremlins merchandise. That's awesome. But like Japanese Gremlins merchandise, Mogwai or Gremlins? Gremlins. Like, like they like the Gremlins too. The creepy part, yeah, of yeah, Mogwai. like Spike and sure. and all the rest of them, yeah, whatever. They're but then they about. also have a lot of Gizmo. They have mostly Gizmo, but then they also have Gremlins Two stuff. Cool. So like a lot of like sculptures and statues sure. and dark the, stuff. The spider Gremlin. As I was leaving for the airport, I saw a like four foot tall Gizmo for like two hundred dollars. That I had to like. I was like, all right, I'd either have to buy a separate suitcase for it or get him his own fucking seat on the plane. It's so big. That would have been the greatest thing. I wanted to. In the history of anything. I wanted to just hug him and treat him as my carry-on. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I was like, look, my apartment's not that big. I don't even, I literally, Sean, he was like this tall. <laughs> like, I, and I'm like a three foot tall gizmo. Also, in fairness, that's not to scale. Gizmo wasn't that big. No, if anything, the little plush I got that there seems is more like gizmo, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This was like 10 times size gizmo. Sounds like um, a nightmare. Imagine <laughs> the gremlins that would come out of that thing. I was a fan of it, man. It was a great trip, dude. Um, I did a lot of stuff. Did you hook up with any Japanese women? No. No, like, like cute, like, Harajuku girl? What is it called? No one wanted to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Every time I try to, like, and flirt with a woman, no they would, like, no eye contact. No eye contact, dude. <laughs> I also went to Osaka one night. I went to the One Piece... There's a One Piece themed bar. Oh, what was that like? The cool. most amazing place I've ever been. The, yeah. It's basically the biggest One Piece collection. And of then all there's time. also like chicks there getting drunk that are fans of One Piece. Is it all dudes? There's no one there but me. <laughs> it was an empty and the bar. owner. It was an empty bar with like a, you and the owner. There was like one other dude there. Oh. And like American? No, Japanese. Oh. I stayed there for like three hours talking new, trying to talk to the owner. He, I, I don't think he liked me very much, but I was so obsessed with One Piece that I was just like staring. He had, it was the biggest. Basically, the bar is not themed to One Piece, but he has like a lot of One Piece shit. You're in the biggest. Up. You're in the biggest One Piece collection of all time. It's all just toys and figures and books and posters and right. every, everything is One Piece. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. So you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Did you try to buy anything off of him? Yes. Did he sell it to he you? He was not having he it. He was not having it. No. I think he was insulted at the at the offer. That might not be like a customary type. That might be something that's super insulting. I don't think they have bartering. That's what I mean. Or especially I bought like, a lot of to shit. go into someone's like place that they own and be like, give me this out of your out of your establishment might not be like I a bought, cool. I bought a lot of shit from like street vendors and every time they'd be like, This is the price, and I'd be like, uh and they'd go like 
I don't know what shoulder shrugs mean. Yeah, we'll cut your fingers off if you don't give us this money. No, they're not cutting anyone. Not violent over there. Nope. No violence? Cops don't have guns. But the Yakuza does. Just the Yakuza. That is the only violence. Did you see any swords? Yeah, all over. But, like, people don't carry them. No. Do they? No. Did you see anyone carrying a sword? No, I did not. Not a single person? I saw a lot of people like dressed like monks and wearing traditional Japanese clothing. I saw a couple of geishas in Kyoto. Any samurai? No, there are no samurai. No one dressed as a samurai? No, I did not Such see any bummer. fucking samurai. God, that's a bummer. Or ninjas. Well, that's not the right... Or ultramen. You wouldn't see ninjas. They yeah. would not be very ninja if you could if see you them. If you could see them. Exactly. Um... So no, this was so this was the first episode of a two parter where I just got some some general thoughts off my off my brain, and then the next episode we'll get deeper into a lot of the geek stuff I went to because I went to a lot of really cool uh, kind of geek destinations that people want to hear about, from the Ghibli Museum to you know um, the Gundam Front and and stuff like that, Akihabara. So we'll get into more of that and a little bit more of the culture. And uh, some some tales from the other side of Japan, okay? Um, but so tune in next week. Sean will be back. Yep. Where can they find you until then? Find me on Google+. Plus. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm on Google+. Plus, right. So, sure. Sean DePasquale. Plus Sean DePasquale. Or uh, Google.com. It's actually Google.com forward slash Sean DePasquale. Forward slash. Or backslash. What? Backslash, yeah. whatever, whatever the slash is. I'm also on Twitter at Sean Writes. It's Google Plus, and then a picture of slash from Guns N' Roses, <laughs> yes. and then Sean. Yes, uh, and Twitter on Sean Writes, and you write for Nerdist, right? And I write for Nerdist. Yeah, you can read all of my Nerdist articles on Nerdist.com. Cool man, and I am at Camel Toad, and I do this podcast, and I also write for Nerdist, mm-hmm. and. I also do other stuff. Yeah, I do other stuff, too. You don't need to know about it. You like, can check I out my shower comics. and stuff. No, I mean, you, they could buy some of my comic books if they want. Oh, yeah, if they you're, don't if have you're to. still plugging, go ahead. I could, I could plug my books. You guys can check out any of my books on... Uh, uh, they're all on Amazon. Pixies. Uh, you can also check out Space Minnesota. Uh, you could also check out Captain Pixel. I am tuned out right now. That's fine. I'm kidding. It's not for you. Someone is Googling it, and then they're very disappointed. So go get his books. And, yeah, do uh, something. And we have a book at some point, maybe. Yeah, we have Geek. Called Geek. I should also Guys, say- Guys, when it comes out, you're going to like it. I promise you. I like. Wouldn't it's it be, really good. Wouldn't it be great if we had never done a comic, and for like the last two years, I've, been just been talking, your audience? I've just been talking about this thing called Geek, because I'm fucking delusional and crazy. Yeah, and but- Geek is really like a post-it note with the word geek on what it. What would that make me, though? A figment of my imagination. And on that note- it's Bagged and Boarded, and I'm Matt Cohen. It's been real. What? Bagged and Boarded. Live.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Hey, Kev, it's time to record a new Smodcast. Fuck off. I'm listening to one of the other great shows on the Smodcast Podcast Network, Scott. There's so many to choose from. You damn skip it. There's so many to choose from. I'm on five every week myself, man. Uh, Hollywood Babylon on Monday. Smodcast with you on Tuesday. Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old on Wednesday with Jay Muse. Fat Man on Batman every Thursday. And then I wrap up the week with Education with Andy McElfrish. There's so many to choose from. Hell yeah, son. And those aren't the only podcasts. Those are just the ones I'm involved with. What about the podcasts of Smodco that don't feature me, man? Like Tell Em Steve Dave. Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe. I Sell Comics with Ming and Mike. There's so many to choose from. Hey, man, there's also Film School Fridays or NetHeads or Get Up on This, Team Jack. There's so many to choose from. The Breaks, man, Waking from the American Dream, Bagged and Boarded, Phoebe, Soundbite Nation. These are all the shows you could be listening to over at Smodcast.com, Scott. There's so many to choose from. And if audio's not enough for you, man, if you're just like, no, I want the thick dick of video as well, man, we can go to our YouTube channel, which is C-Smod, or you can watch Comic Book Men, our show on AMC, following The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead every Sunday night. There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. So get choosing, kids. Go to Smodcast.com. Start getting picky, man. Stick these sweet, sweet oral sounds into your ear pussies. There's so many to choose from. You said that already. There's so many to choose from.